Hello everyone, and welcome back to a Pair of Dice Lost podcast channel. My name is Julia, and I am your GM for Werewolf the Apocalypse Viva Las Vegas Season 1. The following recording was actually meant to be Episode 4 in this season, but a number of things happened to the intended audio and I had to make the heartbreaking decision to scrap our original recording. You see, everything up until this point was recorded the same night, and the issues and audio quality only compounded on one another the longer the recording went. I spent hours trying to adjust individual volumes and nearly ripped my own hair out in the process. My breaking point was after I spent 45 minutes trying to fix a 90 second clip and it still sounded like someone was using a hairdryer as a microphone. The good news is that my players forgot what happened anyway and we had to recap. By players, I mean just about everyone but Christina and myself, and when I say we had to recap, I mean Christina did a recap. I want to just thank you all for putting up with us while we get through the learning curve. It, it truly means a lot to all of us. And so, I would like to welcome all of you to episode three. The FOMORE will see you now. Welcome back. Um, so our audio cut out, and so we got to recap the moot. Christina, what actually happened? Because my brain's flaking. So poor Fuelin was so drunk that she had to be carried back to her cabin and wasn't able to attend the moot, actually. Um, but at the moot, there was a huge bonfire. Uh, there was the children of Gaia, and there was two people wearing robes and waiting for everyone and they started the moot with a ceremonial howl, and each leader bled their hand over the fire. Um, they talked about some usual topics, like honoring the recently fallen, and they did rites of different varieties for the present. Um, there was a blonde-haired with a military cut dressed uh, similar to Groose. That would be Roth. That was present? Yeah, or that was, was Roth Gerwolf. Yeah, well, Roth Gerwolf. Gerwolf. I have it written down, I just it's the description of them first. So he explains that there have been attacks and they don't think they're vampires. Uh, vampire attacks are lessening and more weirdness is happening instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worm takes on many forms and many faces. They mention that there's a stargazer named Odessa who has been working on some stuff for them but she is not present. And when they say that she's not present there are murmurs that go through the group. Johnny looks online and finds a viral video that happened in her area that she was supposed to be in. It shows men in suits wearing radios putting a bad girl in an unmarked van. So Cypher and Cress notice there is an Anubis hound sitting there at the moat that is sitting and watching Kaya. The Anubis hound is named, if you want to say her name properly because I will probably butcher it. Aldenai? Aldenai. Uh, and she is a silent strider who knows where Odessa is at. She starts listing off names and has Johnny look them up. Everyone goes pale as he's listing as she's listing off these different names. The list is names of potential guru, and they notice that these kids have been starting to go missing and been taken in white vans, just like in the video. All right. She tracks down. She has managed to track down one, but she got jumped by a fomori, which is a worm-tainted being. 
So Groose and Roth ask who wants to go and break this kid, Odessa, and the other children out. So Cypher, Kaya, Cress, Sig, and Ganon all volunteer to help out. Alright. I completely um, forgot that there was a person, like, staring at me at the <laughs> <laughs> Like, that completely, to... like, slipped my mind. So, uh, what had happened was, is that she literally just popped out of the Umbra and was just, like, sitting there waiting for somebody to notice. The Anubis-looking person? Yeah, the Anubis hound, yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't notice. <laughs> um, I believe- oh yeah, that's right, because you failed your perception roll. Oh yeah, I remember that. There we go. Okay, it's all coming back to us. Um, that's why then, I don't remember her. And then you all got into Tony's person sna- people snatching van, or into Cypher's people snatching van, and barreled ass towards um, Helping Hands Medical Facility. On the way there, uh, Ganon yeeted his phone out the window. Oh, yeah. So I'm not sure if that's actually going to be salvageable, but there was a point in the car um, where Ganon was trying to find the address of the... Blueprints of the building. The blueprints of the building. And just googled Helping Hands Medical Facility, and um, all he got was a bunch of medical porn. I and think he, like, Googled, like, Helping Hands Blueprints yes. Medical, and that's medical what blueprints. caused it to be that. Yes. Well, yeah, if you if you Google medical porn, you have to just get rid of it if it's on your phone. <laughs> well, what's great is that you specified that when you yeeted the phone out the window, that it uploaded your search history onto your Instagram. Why? Because you were really, really, really drunk. You hit the wrong button on when you threw when you yeeted the phone, and it just was like, oh, okay, let's upload. Boy. So last time you guys got to the Helping Hands Medical Facility, Sigurd busted through a wall. <laughs> Ganon busted through a window, found himself in a locked room with another injured dog that turned out to be a wolf pup, and a nurse opened the door, and there was an exchange of gunfire. Did Ganon take any damage? I don't recall. I don't think that I did. I think I dodged. Okay. Cress dipped into the Umbra and slipped his way into the medical facility at the same time that Odessa slipped into the Umbra. And when Odessa went into the Umbra, she noticed that something was watching her. And then Kaya opened the back door, came face to face with a big nasty, and then slammed the door in that nasty's face. I slammed it when it was running towards me and then punched in its face when it ran its face down in front of me. All right. So first up on initiative for this round, because we were in the middle of a round when we took our pause, is Kresimir. Okay. So the idea was I'm in the umber, so I'm going to try to slip in and locate the prisoner so I can help them break out. Okay. There are four rooms. It's a hallway. There's two rooms on either side. And then there's a fifth door that looks like it's six inch reinforced steel or some shit at the end. And it's been opened. All the other locks look to either be pretty basic mechanical locks. Uh, That door was the only one that had the extra measure of electronic locks. Okay. Um, So I guess that door is the only one that's open. Mm -hmm. The mechanical one. 
Yep. So that's the hallway where you sense the pits. There's yeah. You, yeah. As you're walking towards it, there's a chance to go down another hallway, and it looks like there's a set of offices that way as well. I will keep going towards where the kids are. Okay. There are four doors for you to choose from. One of them... Okay. I'm sorry. Two of them are open. Standing in... You can see kind of like the shimmering form of the, the physical realm. Mm-hmm. A hideous creature squaring off with uh, what looks like uh, Ganon. Okay. And beside him is a cowering wolf pup. So the wolf equivalent of a child. Is there a way I can get and bring the wolf pup out while Ganon distracts the uh, monstrous creature? Are you able to communicate with him without alerting this creature of your presence? How would I do that? What skill would determine that? I feel like that's a weird one because communicating between realms is, is a strange thing. Let's see. I don't feel like animal can would work. No, Crest did not. Don't don't post in chat. Please just ask in the channel so that it's all on on the on the recording. Crest was in the Umbra. He did not come out. But like, I'm sorry, you don't see. You oh shit. So the Umbra works like the upside down in this, and that you kind of get a sense of things, but you can't interact with them directly if they're not on the same realm of existence. Okay. So it's kind of like it's kind of like you put on a another set of goggles. And you're able to see more stuff, but you can't, it's more like fog and you can't interact with it unless okay. you go direct, if you, unless you do, oh, there's specific attacks that you can do to attack something's soul. Do you have anything, any abilities that would let you do that? Um, no, I don't have anything to attack from the Umbra. Okay. Uh, generally, I went to the Umbra just as kind of a tactical scouting thing. Okay. Um, so instead, I will... Can I pop out of the umber and just kind of backstab this creature? Absolutely. All right. You're going to roll dex and melee and add a single stunt die. Difficulty six. Three successes. Yeah, you're going to get a hit on that thing. Let me see if it can dodge it at all. You still beat it. You beat it by one. It got two successes on a possible uh, reactionary dodge. Um, go ahead and roll damage. That's gonna be... It should be a dagger. Dagger. Yep. Do you have the stats down for him? I think it's a two. Is that right? Sounds right. Okay. It's gonna be four. So you got two damage, because that one cancels out the ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really good. Let me see if it soaks. That's just a straight stamina roll? Yes. Okay. Hold on, there might be more to that. I gotta look up my weapon real quick. That's fine. Uh, the Fang Dagger. Okay, level 3, Gnosis 6. These daggers are always carved from the tooth or tusk of a great beast. After striking an opponent, the werewolf can activate the weapon, causing it to bite deeper into the wound. This doubles the number of successes on the damage roll before soak. The damage is aggravated. So... Yeah. Are you activating it? Um, would I, are these like one-shot things, or how does activating work on this? Um, it has six Gnosis on it, so every, when you activate, you expend one of the Gnosis points on it. And it recharges uh, the, overnight, basically. It has to, you have to rest it. Well, hell yeah, I'm activating it. 
That's how I'm, that's how I'm gonna roll it. That might not actually be true, but fuck it, that's how we're gonna do it. You got six uses per scene. So it's okay. aggravated damage, this thing can't soak it um, at all. So you're doing four, four aggravated to this thing. That should put it in its wounded. That should get it down into wounded, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely wounded. Okay. Actually, I think one more hit into wounded and it's done and it's into mauled. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you fucking wrecked this thing. All right. Up next on initiative is Kaya. I think that I don't know if that's right, but we're gonna go with that. Brit? Brit. Just give us a second. We might have the computer issue sorted out. Okay. While that's going, I'm going to go ahead and double check on these fetishes to see how they activate. Oh, okay. So we're going to let that go for how we rolled it this time. Each time a wielder wishes to use one of the fetish's powers, the player must make a Gnosis roll, difficulty equal to the fetish's Gnosis rating, to activate the power. Alternatively, she may simply spend a Gnosis point to activate the power automatically. Rage may not be spent during the same time, during the same turn in which a fetish is activated. Does that make sense? So basically, yeah, you, yeah, you have unlimited uses on it. It's just whether or not it works. So sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't. And, and this- you can't take extra actions if you use your fetish. Okay. I have a shit ton of Gnosis, so I have no worries about that. Yeah, like, that's pretty solid. Can you hear me okay? Perfectly. Can you hear the music in the background? Not at all. Perfect. All right. So you're up. So you went up to the door. You saw it crawling towards you. You slammed the door. You peeked through the window. You didn't see anything. You opened the door. Its head popped down, and you punched it in the face. Make more sense? Um, alright. I'm gonna peek through the window and see if I can see it in there somewhere. Okay. Do I see it on the ground or something? It's nowhere to be seen. Alright, well, let's, let's, let's have fun here. I'm gonna step back just where I can reach the door with my arm mm-hmm. and open the door again. Okay. It full-on drops down in front of you and, like, lurches through the doorway. I'm gonna punch it again. Okay. Go ahead and roll me strength and, or dex and brawl. All right. Five successes to punch this thing in the face. Awesome. Go ahead and roll damage. So in, you're in your Krenos form. So yes. you're rolling your strength plus four. Strength plus four? Mm-hmm. All right. Unless otherwise stated, the difficulty will always be six. Gotcha. I just didn't know that I had to do difficulty for damage. Oh, because you still need successes. Gotcha. Oh, let me see if that thing dodges real quick. My bad. So you got two because that one cancels out the nine. She didn't dodge. And let me roll for it. So and it soaked none of it. So you do all uh, you do two damage to this thing. Two bashing. Excellent. So since you did damage to it before, it was already hurt. And now it is got a full X and the hurt. And it is now moved down to the injured Aha. health level. So now Thanks. what you've successfully done is it now takes a minus one penalty to a dice pools and movement, and it's slightly impaired. Aha. Fuck that thing. 
All right. Up next on initiative is Odessa. Cool. All right. So, so you're in, you're in the Umbra, and something you feel something is watching you. Oh. Something I, is in the Umbra and is watching you. Oh, I, I I noticed something was watching me. I noticed the thing too. Yep, you saw the giant thing with the like the the leathery rhino skin. So it's a hallway. I remember it was a hallway with like doors going down it. And You're, is it at the end of the hallway? Your door is at the very end of the hallway. Okay. And you have to walk through the hallway. There's four doors on either side. One of them is open. Okay. And then if you get to the end of the hallway and you turn right, it leads to some offices. And if you turn left, you can only assume it leads you out. But so you don't know entirely. My way of getting out. Yes. Cool. Being well versed in like occult and stuff like that, mm -hmm. could I possibly tell what kind of creature this is? Maybe. Um. Go ahead and give me a. Can you guys hear me? Yes. An intelligence and occult roll. Intelligence and occult. Okay. Yes. Difficulty six. I got four successes. Awesome. This is a Fomori. Great. All right. So this is a person that has, through one means or another, been so infected with the worm that it's been able to take on worm gifts. So it's almost, it's not as strong as a vampire, and it's absolutely not as strong as a werewolf, but they still pose a threat. Gotcha. All right. You said there was an open door along my way between myself and Yes. Um, you can hear kind of like muffled whimpering. Um, and as I described before, you see uh, kind of like the hazy figures of another one of these creatures standing outside the door, but you can't see what's going on inside of the door. It, this door is like the first one at the uh, at the start of the hallway. Hmm. It's on the so if you if you're if you're heading out, it's gonna be your last door on the left before the path splits and you'd have to go left or right. Okay. How big is this thing? Like, how, uh, let me phrase this a different way. Right. Is it feasible for me to get a running start, kind of like anchor myself down, slide under its legs, and then try and like, uh, so I have a ability in Kailindo called Little Cyclone. Okay. <laughs> where basically, you it's kind of one of those drop down spin kicks where you kind of like sweep your legs up. Yeah, it's almost like doing a windmill. And breakdancing. Yeah. Uh, so would there be a way for me to run up on this thing, kind of sweep down, slide through its legs, kind of come up just a little bit and sweep under it from behind? That's just cool enough to, for me to let you try that. Like, fuck yeah. Go okay. ahead and roll uh, <laughs> Dex and Kylindo. Yep. Add two stunt die. So Dex and Kylindo plus two stunt die, you said? Yes, please. Yeah. Difficulty seven. seven. You got no successes. Yeah, that's very depressing. So, but it wasn't a botch. <clears throat> I feel like you like went to slide underneath his legs and just kind of like bowling go balled into his I legs. <laughs> so, so what? Trying to go up. <laughs> let me let me just see what his reaction is. His his initial like instinctive reaction to this you is. Go to power slide. And you accidentally just like bowling ball. He also <laughs> didn't succeed in dodging because he sees you coming. <laughs> So, <laughs> God damn it. So, here's what happened. <laughs> um, 
You go barreling out of this room like, I got this. And you're like almost doing like the, the, the oh my God. It looks like if you're in slow-mo, it looks yes, it looks like you're going to make it. And then you trip on linoleum because reasons. Or they just they just they just wax the linoleum and you slip and instead you go flying feet first into the air. He sees you coming and goes to move out of the way, but slips, trips, and falls, and you kick him in the face. But you also fall on your back. So you're both stunned. Like you're both on the floor now. It wasn't enough to cause any damage. It was just enough to like Days you both. That's funny. <laughs> <I'll do this. laughs> I think that's Wolf okay. Bowling ball. Up next. Oh, I get to I get to do a fun thing. Hang on. What was the role for uh, initiative again? Uh, it it was... should be wits plus wits and alertness. Yes, I believe so. Yes, wits and alertness. Okay, because I have to make a roll. All right, because I had to add something to the initiative list. All right, up next is one of the Fomori. Which one? So the one that Brit keeps punching, like a boxer's punching bag. It's like scared, like, oh God, punch. Yeah, like, like it's almost like boxer jabs that you keep giving this thing. Like it's just done being your punching bag and now it's going to attack. Oh, that's not cool. It's gonna extend its claws. It like its hands kind of come out, and like long claws start growing out of it, her fingernails. And she tilts her head, giving you that really, really creepy smile. And she lunges at you to try and like dig her hands into your body. Can I dodge? Uh, let me roll to see what she gets, and then you can test it. Okay. All right. Now you roll your uh, Dex and Athletics. To dodge. Okay. And my form doesn't change or yes? Dex, yes. What was that? Sorry, real quick. She can also, uh, since it's a melee attack, she can also take the option to block using Dex and Brawl if that's higher. Yep. And yes, you're in Krenos form, so you use your Krenos Dex. They're both the same, so I'm just going to dodge. Okay. You're going to... In Krenos form, so you're going to take your... Athletics and Brawl are the same, so each roll would be the same anyways. So your dex, add one to it, because you're in Krenos form. Yep. And then add, what's your athletics? Three. Okay, so go ahead and roll me that. Difficulty six. Is the dog snoring? I thought my phone was vibrating. It's actually just the dog snoring. (laughs) Oh, nice. Five successes, that ten counts as two. Hashtag dodge. You you just dodge out of the way of this thing. As you basically sidestep away from this, it goes stumbling into the desert uh, past you. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Up next is another one of the Femori. Mori. This thing starts oozing, slowly crawling out of one of the vents above you. Almost in a weird gangly motion like joints don't work like that and it just it looks at you and it opens its mouth and lets out this 
horrifying screech. Really like the creatures from the upside down. It gives you that kind of roar. And it is going to make a very strange attack. But give me two seconds. That's always terrifying to hear. It's going to make a really strange attack. Oh no. Oh no. Oh Jesus. Well, two, I'm gonna die. Four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven successes. Yeah, but two ones. Yeah, you're right. Well. So two, three, four, five, six, seven. What is your willpower? It is a five. So what's going on is this thing has just done a supernatural attack against you. And this is a contested roll. You okay. can resist with a willpower roll, difficulty seven. Every success you get subtracts one die from its successes. So the attack it's using is homogeneity. I'm not pronouncing that properly. The FOMOR can inhibit or even cancel the power of a super, uh, supernatural creature nearby. Um, the freak chooses one supernatural creature within five yards. The target can resist with a willpower roll, difficulty seven. If the FOMOR wins this contested roll, each success subtracts one die from the next dice pool to activate a supernatural ability, such as a guru gift. So that's not, that's not terrible. So you've got two successes. Only two. Yeah. It's still not terrible. Two. So the next time you go to use one of your guru gifts, you're at a minus five penalty. So any, yeah, for the duration of this combat. Okay. Uh, or until you can, if you can get a hit on this thing and break its concentration, then this penalty will go away. Well, that's I not know. how the book says it, but that's how I'm rolling it. All right, so we're now at the start of a new round. So give me one second. That's important. It is starting with one of the Fomori, because there are four of them that you have run into so far. And it's the one that Jake and Brendan have been beating up. It's going to turn its back on Ganon towards Cress, because Cress is the one that just, just fucking shanked it from behind. It's going to try and point blank shoot Cress in the stomach. It misses. It just, it misses. So it goes to shoot you and it just, I guess it gets distracted and just, it fires off around elsewhere. It got um, lost in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Up next is Cypher. Yes. So what you, like, how far away did you park the van? Are you still within sight of the facility? Within, uh, within sight. Okay. You see Kaya open the door, this thing leap out after it and like stumble into the desert. What is your what is your action? I'm gonna use a blur of the milky eye. Uh, okay. My form becomes shimmering uh, instant blur as seen through heavy cataracts, even in midday okay. sun. While I'm not truly invisible, um, and if I am spotted, the gift will fail. <clears throat> systematically, I have the role of manipulation plus stealth, difficulty 8, and each success increases the difficulty of all perception rolls made to detect me by one for the rest of the scene. That's fantastic. Can you go ahead and give me that roll? It was difficulty 8? Yeah. Two successes. All right. There you go. So you successfully use this gift and go partially invisible. Just going to hide in my car. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was the point? You goddamn coward. Coward. All right. 
Seagird, this this thing just came and scared the shit out of you. And you've lost somewhat, like, you feel a little insecure in your abilities. What do you do? You say I feel insecure. I, I'm still going to punch in the face. Go for it. So, like, you just dig deep and go, I'm a fucking Norse prince. And you're just going to just destroy this thing? Exactly. Please. Exactly. Go ahead and roll me a, uh, are you using brawl? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll me dex brawl. I don't have sword. What is the difficulty? Six. Okay. Two successes. That's not bad. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and Wait. roll... No, sorry, three. That is still three, because it's a ten and nine. And... It negates the, the, the highest one. It negates the ten. Well, the good news is it doesn't dodge, so you hit. Good. Uh, go ahead and roll me your strength, uh, your Krino's strength damage. Um, yeah. Just um, so you know. It's strength with, uh... plus what? Your strength in, uh, in Krino's form is strength plus four. Yeah. What were you saying, Brenda? I'm just making sure that it was strength, strength. Yes. Um, so you're not just rolling strength, strength. You're rolling your strength plus uh, plus four, plus plus four, plus extra successes over the first one. Oh, I'm sorry. Plus that. one. Oh. So plus five. My bad. So, Thank you for correcting me. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, difficulty. Fuck them up. Get them. Standard difficulty. So six. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's six because there's a ten in there, and then there's there's two ones. I thought there was so one, so. two, three, four, four damage. Five, five, because there's you a have ten, two ones, so they cancel out the ten and, eight, and the nine. And a six. So you have a nine, eight, seven. Wait, six. why does the one? Why do both ones cancel out both things up to ten? So the one I thought only cancels out the entire die. I can double check oh. one. Cause that's how I've always understood it. Is it cancels out the die. Hmm. So if you have a one oh a die that rolled a one and a die that rolled a ten, you would just take them both off of the table and set them aside. Are you double checking me, Brendan? Yeah, if you want me to. Yeah, what I always remember is I thought you added up successes, then subtracted ones from your successes. Because we've looked this up That's recently, fine. the ones cancel out your highest die. That's how I read it last time. Okay, let's see. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. It actually takes out successes, not uh, not the die. Not the die. Okay, so Which you're is... only losing. T- okay, so one, two, three, four, five successes. Cool. So you do five. Are you using your claws or your fists? I am literally punching this bitch. Okay, so you're doing bashing damage. Oh my god, it, you've wounded this thing. So it's now at a minus two Good. penalty to dice pools, and its movement is limited by walk to walking and jogging. You have done enough damage to this thing that its ability has... Basically, you've, you've stopped it from activating on you. Like, it Good. dissipates. I would like to piss on it now. <laughs> you can do that as a free action. Up next is Ganon. Fantastic, I'm gonna piss on it. All right, with that thing uh, turned away from me, I'm going to take my take my sword and uh, swing at it. Uh, going to kind of like, not swing at it, going to like just skewer it. And if I get in there, like just drag it up or down, whichever way that the uh, so what do I, like, is. So you're, you're just driving it through its spine? Yeah, I'm basically trying to like 
drive it through with a thrust and then use my strength to like lift it up through it. No, not to lift up through it, to like split it in half. Okay, are you going directly from the from the back? Yeah, I'm, I'm going directly at its back. Go ahead and roll uh, dex and melee and add a stunt die. Difficulty six. I got three successes. Okay, so good. You didn't fail. You didn't accidentally stab Jake instead. Yes, lucky me. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. So it doesn't get out of the way of this. So roll me your damage. You got. Give me just one second. Add one more die because you got one more. I deal three lethal damage. Three lethal? Yes, a sword is lethal. What do I roll for soak again? Is it just straight stamina? Uh, assuming that it can soak lethal. Not everything can. can. Okay, then yes, then just straight stamina. Okay. Okay, so it soaks one. So it takes two lethal. So it's now an incapacitated. What? Uh, so oh no! I'm sorry. It's at a it's at a difficulty. Oh shit! Hang on. It is a minus two to penalty to dice pulls. It didn't even get near it. So go ahead and roll me another two dice for damage. Still all right. So it's four lethal and a minus two. It lethal. botched. It's it. You can't botch a soap, can you? Like, I don't even no. know how that mechanically how that would work. No, you can't. Okay, so it takes four lethal damage. You said it was at wounded before, right? Yeah, this thing's dead. Yeah, I just split it's that incapped. in half. Yeah, this thing is... Comp- so, do you want to describe exactly how this goes down? Uh, I just kind of, like, with it having... Uh, with it looking at Crest, I just kind of get behind it and, like, stab it right in the back so then, like, Crest can just kind of see the sword coming out of it, and then I just, like, use my big fucking Black Fury strength to just, like, kind of, like, put one foot on its leg to keep it, like, like, grounded, and then just split the top half off, like, in half. And it just makes this sound as it it just, like, crumples. As this Mm -hmm. happens, a cell phone falls out of its pocket and clatters at the floor at Cress's feet. Free cell phone! (laughs) Oh man, aren't you lucky? Up next is the big baddie staring at Christina, at Odessa and the Umbra. Cool. All right. And it is going to use its turn to try and wrestle you to the ground. And it's going to basically take its hand and try and like slam it down over you in a backwards motion as it tries to roll over on top of you. So let me make a roll real quick. That's going to be... I'm going to give it a, a, a higher difficulty for that because that's a combat maneuver. It got three successes. Can you uh, roll me dex and athletics to see if you can dodge it? Sure. So you said it's, it's like bringing his hand down and trying to like bash me? It is bringing his hand in a backwards motion because like he's kind of beside you. He's trying to smash you down with one hand while rolling over to, like, pin you down in a single motion. So what I'm going to do is, uh, as he goes to slam his fist down, uh, if I'm near the wall, I'm going to try and, like, 
push off the wall to like shift out from underneath of him and dodge out of the way of it. I'm assuming difficulty six. Yes, I said um, roll your stuff plus one stunt die. Oh, I didn't. Go ahead and roll me one more d6, difficulty six. Okay. A d6? I'm sorry, d10, difficulty six. <laughs> shut the fuck up. That, that I was gonna say, that's a little mean. You shut your dirty whore mouth. Okay. Well, I still, so. I still only, got a, only got the three successes that equaled his three successes, so we tied so, again. <laughs> in a tie, in a tie, the way I have always run it, my house rule, no matter what system it is, the ties always go to the player. Okay. It's, and because you described it, that's exactly what you do. You, uh, as his hand comes down, you kick off and push off with your hands and your feet off the wall, and you slide as he rolls over you, and now you're able to get it up into a running position, if you wanted to do that. Yes. Basically, I'm going right. to slide off and kind of, like, tumble and try and rewrite myself, hopefully closer to where I was at, so that I can get out the fuck door when I get to go. Fantastic. Up next is Kresimir. Jake. So, yeah, I'm here. So, um, yeah, Ganon just I... fucking split this thing in half in front of you. I'm mm-hmm. aware. I was there. Oh, what's up? <laughs> oh okay. Well, fuck you then. So what's next? All right. So the big thing next would be to... I guess I'm going to try one of the other rooms, see if there's another kid in it. Um, like, there's so one... there's like four doors? Yep, there's one directly behind you. And there's right. uh, one more. It'll If you're facing the door that's open, there's going to be one more on your left. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna go to the one that's uh, directly behind me, and I'm going to try to open it. Um, okay. What, what kind of lock is it? It looks like a heavy lock that is inset into the door. You know which ones okay. I'm talking about? Yeah. Kind of. Kind of the ones you would see at a medical facility where they really want to keep the patient in without putting a literal padlock onto the door. But there's no bars over it. There's no, like, holes. There's no chains or anything. It's just a heavy lock. Okay, so... What do you want to roll? I don't have any... Well, I don't think I could even pick the lock because I don't have any, like, tools on me to do it. Do you have anything in Streetwise or Subterfuge? Oh, yeah, most... Yep. Um, I definitely have Streetwise and Subterfuge. Make me a wits... Or make me a perception and alertness check. That's enough! Um, you see that nurse, the surgeon, that, uh, that Ganon just cut in half? Falling out of her pockets looks like a couple of um, examination tools. Like maybe a pair of tongs and a couple of needles. Okay, um, so I guess I'll take the examination tools and try to pick the lock. Roll me Dex and Streetwise. Two successes. It takes you a second to kind of get the hang of things, but you uh, you do get this door open, or you do hear like that click of the lock coming undone. Okay. Um, then I'll open the door, and that's really all I, f- I should be able to do if I have it right. In the corner, cowering, looks to be a 13-year-old girl who has been chained by her ankle to the bed. Okay. Alright, up next is Kaya. Hey. 
So what are you gonna do with this thing behind you? I'm gonna, uh, in my big bad Krenos form that's not big, but pretty bad. <laughs> uh, um, I guess I wanna come, I wanna go over, does it, is it just kinda like laying there? Cause it- No, it stumbled up? but didn't fall. Okay. Um, so it's like, it's in that weird stumbling running position, like, behind, beside you. Gotcha. Um, but it's not fully standing up. It looks like it could topple. I want to kick it over. Like, kick it hard enough that it kind of face plants into the sand so that way I could put my foot on the back of its head. Sounds fantastic. Roll me decks and brawl and add a stunt die. Difficulty six. Dex, brawl, and stunt die? Yep. So, oh, jeez. Six successes. Kids gonna roll its shitty dodge. It definitely <laughs> doesn't dodge! Well then. So your damage is your strength, plus four, because you're in Kratos, plus okay. six. I'm rolling 14d10. Oh my god, oh, difficulty right. six. I'm so hyped. <laughs> it's gonna be just you know half tens half one. Don't say don't, that. Don't, don't curse her. her. Don't curse her. I want to see this work. I want my players to succeed. Oh. All the sixes and fives. You got six successes. Let Holy me just shit. see. Uh, six of them no. are six of the successes are sixes. Sorry, five of the successes are sixes. Okay, this thing that is alive. Three health levels. This thing is alive, but, but not by- It is literally clinging to life. So you went to kick this thing? How do you, like, how do you describe what you just did with a single kick so to this? I, you know, see it stumble out, I look at it, I kind of, like, take a step back with my right foot to ready myself, and then I use my right foot and swing it up and kick it face first into the sand but I follow through with my foot to put it on the back of its head. You knock its jaw off. <laughs> you knock this thing's like entire lower mandible clean off. And as you go to put your head on it, it just kind of gurgles on sand as it's hanging on to its last moments of life. Good, I will handle that later. Up next is Odessa. Okay. So I've got this thing that's, like, on the ground that just tried to, like, curb stomp my face in with its fist. Yes. As I actually curb stomp somebody's face. Uh, that was fucking great. I've oh. got kind of a hallway that splits one lead, she said, to the right and to the left. So you have to make your way down the end of the hall because it kind of, like, it felt like you guys were laying parallel to the sides of the, the hallway. Mm-hmm. So when you did that, you slung to the other side of the hallway, and when you stood up, you're facing the end of the hallway. Do you just make a break for it? Yeah, I'm gonna make a break to the end of the hallway. Uh, roll me dex and athletics. Difficulty six. So three successes, that's enough. Where Do you turn left or right when you get to the end of the hallway? Uh, did you tell me what right was? You said left? Left leads to offices, possibly files and information. Right leads could be to the lobby. You don't know the layout of this building too well. No, that's fair. I just couldn't probably like listening switch. to people walking around. You're kind of like, oh, yeah. Right. Um, 
I have, so I have a weird question that I might I have a weird answer. Thought about since yes. I spent so much time in that lovely room. Did it seem like they had to sit and unlock all the locks every time they wanted to come in, or did it look like it was electronic? As in, maybe this system is wired so that the doors can open if a button were pressed in, say, an office? Yes. When the when the power got cut, that's why your door opened. Because the electricity that held that door, the the failsafe was was shorted. The doors like code code box locked. They typed Only code her it. door was code box locked. You're a special case. So presumably, I could go and start opening doors and releasing people. The other doors have manual lock. How many? There's three doors. Well, there's only two that are uh, that aren't open right now. Because I and they're the ones so closest open. to you and that creature. Um. Because you made a break for it. You're at the end of the hallway. To open the other two doors, you would have to backtrack to the two that were closest to your door. Damn. So if you go left, you have the possibility to get... Uh, I'm going to tell you right now. There's there's information you can get. And if you go right, you can just make a break for it. I'm going to go to the office. I'm going to see if there's anything taking people or something like that, if I can find an office. Because in my mindscape, it's just me and there's nobody coming for help. Yes. So I'm going to try and get as much information as I can to get out, because if there's one of these things here, there's definitely more. So if I can get information and take that back, then other people can go and hopefully help them. You so barrel... The offices. So you take a left as you run through, down the hallway. You notice there's a big hole in the wall. <laughs> just... And that takes us to the enemy. Up next is the one that Britt just curb stomped. <laughs> and it's 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 struggling to even function. Like it can't it can't talk, it can't cry, because it doesn't have a lower it doesn't have a lower mandible, it can't make sounds, Excellent. it can't articulate. Um, and it bleeds out and dies. <laughs> it spins that turn bleeding out and dying. Good job. Yeah, it's really good that you didn't let that thing get you. Alright. And up next... Maury, you... How much damage did you do to this thing? Do you remember? I feel like it was a lot. I thought Maury ended his. Oh, he did. It's dead. That one's gone. Uh, up next is... Cypher. Yep. What do you do? Pass. All right. Up next is Sigurd. What do you do? All right. Sigurd is going to try and find someone else to fuck up because clearly these fuckers have children that they shouldn't have. So um, obviously he's going to go fuck them up. So as you walk in, um, you can turn to your right and you see a couple of offices and if you turn to your left, it looks like the hallway goes and turns and it goes straight, but there's also like a T. So if you if you go straight, there could be, you don't know. Okay, can I use uh, something or some skill or whatever to sniff out more of the children? Because I do have survival. Because hmm. that's, that's my mission is to save the children. I feel like survival's wrong for this one. Alertness. It'd be wits and alertness. Uh, uh... Large, maybe? Or yeah, 
Wits and alertness or wits and primal urge. Survival is more about protecting yourself. Oh, it's going to suck like in her way. Actual wilderness survival sort of thing. Like survival skills. Okay. So wits and alertness, huh? Uh, yes. Wits and alertness uh, or wits and primal urge. Yeah, I don't have primal urge. Difficulty six. Well. Three successes. Um, minus one. Wait, you, yeah. Three. Yeah, three, because it doesn't register the ten as a double. Yeah, I keep doing that. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Um, (laughs) So, you know, you can tell that if you just go straight, you're going to find yourself out in the lobby, and there's Mm -hmm. nothing there. But if you turn towards what would have been considered examination rooms, um, you sense that there are... uh, You can sense... You can kind of hear... Uh, whimpering and the sounds of like people that are clearly calling for their mom or like afraid of their circumstances. All right, that's where I'm going. Okay. Um, so you round the corner and you see Ganon and Sight uh, and Cress. Uh, Ganon is, is with a wolf pup and Cress is just opened the door to a a. 13, 14 year old girl who's cowering in a corner. Okay. Down the hallway, there is a massive door that's already been opened. You can see there's nobody inside. And on either side of that are two locked doors. Uh, I'm going to go to one of the locked doors. Okay. Left or right? Uh, Left. Okay. Then can I punch the door open? <laughs> on your next turn. Okay. Well, no, you just kind of walked in, tried to find stuff, and then ran. So, yeah, I'll give you this. Okay. I'm going to punch the door open. That's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Uh, would that be Dex and Brawl? Because I'm attacking the yeah, door. just to make sure you don't miss. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Like, um, no, it's, 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 just a, it's just a security measure. Like, I can't assume that you hit the door. No, you, you can't never know what could happen. Yeah. Difficulty six, assume? Yes. No, difficulty four. Four? Well, if yeah, it's difficulty it's four, moving. then so one, two, two, three, four, five, five. Five successes. Like, it's not a moving target. It can't, like, get out of your way. Like, you, it's a yeah. very large stationary object. It's not hard to hit. Right? Um, That's fine. It's not like I'm hitting the broadside of a door. So, uh, <laughs> it doesn't dodge. So, roll your strength. The day a door dodges you is the day I say fuck this shit, I'm out. Right? <laughs> GM move for the next like combat. Like All of the doors have dodged. <laughs> uh, what's the difficulty for just oh, for this roll? Difficulty six. Okay, just making sure. Mm-hmm. Oh god, why? That's a botch. Damn. I don't think you can actually botch on damage rolls. You can't. Okay. Just, just like you can't botch on uh, stamina. Um, yeah, I'm so. Um. So yeah, you hit this thing, and you're you're you underestimated how strong it was, how strong this material was, and even as hulking and strong as you are, you can't just brute force through the full door. Well, I'm gonna um, try again next turn. <laughs> absolutely, I look forward to it. Oh god, I fucking love you. And up next, some weirdness is gonna happen. As you're punching this door, Sigurd, yep. a Fomori shimmers into the physical realm 
and you can you can only assume that this thing came out of uh, the spirit realm, the Umbra, and it is hey. standing behind you, and that is its hey, turn. Bitch. <laughs> and that is its turn. Okay. Up next is Cress. Okay, so um, I opened the door, and there is the girl hanging out yes. in the corner, right? She's chained to her bed by her ankle, and she is cowering. Okay, um, what kind of chains are they locked, or can I just let her go, let her loose? And um, walk they're her out just of there? standard chain link, like iron chain link. Yeah, like what's the locking mechanism? Um, fairly similar to shackles you would see on uh, prisoners that are being transported. So it's okay. a fairly simple mechanism. It's not a complicated lock. Okay. So it's not like a padded bed that I can just open up? The bed is bolted to the floor and the the chain is uh, connected to the bed. Sounds like a challenge to me. Alright, so... But in terms of the mechanism around her ankle, it is a simple locking mechanism. Then I'll just go to pick that lock and let her loose. Okay, uh, how are you going to convince her to let you near her? She's chained down. Yeah, she can still scream and yell and fight you off. You're a, you just, the power went out. She heard fighting. She's terrified, dude. She's cowering in this corner, crying out for her mom. She has no idea who you are. Okay, I'm not going to go near where she's thrashing and she can thrash and scream all she wants. I'm just going to pick the lock. It's on Let her go. The, okay, the it's lock is it's on her ankle. It wouldn't the other side also be on the bed? No, because it's 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 iron soldered to that bed. Okay. Roll I me. How don't about... think that's how these things are designed. Do you have empathy? No. Uh, do you have anything in expression or etiquette or performance? I do have uh, expression. Roll me charisma and expression to try and calm her down. Difficulty six. Way, realizing that you're here to help her, and she goes, I'm sorry, I just, I thought you were one of the other ones here to hurt me. Please get me out of here. And she just extends her leg and lays perfectly still. Go ahead and roll your um, decks and streetwise. All right, two successes. That's enough. It's a very simple locking mechanism. All you got to do is basically fiddle with it a little bit and it pops right open. And she kind of like stands and looks at you and goes, thank you. Um, where am I? It's okay. You're still in the city. We have a van out back. We're going to take you back to the moon. And she, she just kind of nods. Should I, should I just do, do you, are you taking me, me to the van or, or I'll just run. I'll do, should I just run there? Yeah. I'll point her to the hole in the wall where she can go out. <laughs> Don't you be useful. She goes barreling out that door, like out the hole in the wall, and she goes <laughs> running towards the the white van. All right. You have successfully saved one captive. Okay, I did my part. I'm going back to the van.
so that was episode three. I really hope you all enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed recording this one. Hit us up on Twitter to let us know what you thought. You can bug me directly at gmcrow1, that is the numerical number one. Or you can hit up our official podcast Twitter at a pair of dice lost. We also have a blog that you can follow along with. It includes the notes from each episode, original artwork, and information about each of the characters. Christina puts a lot of work into this, and we're actually really proud of everything that goes into it, and it's some pretty solid content in case you miss anything that we say, or if we have to scrap an hour and 45 minutes worth of audio, or one reason or another. Keep an eye out, though. This week we will be releasing another bonus episode as Brendan and I discuss Mage in preparation for his series Mage the the Ascension, Indomitable Souls. You can expect the first episode to release next Monday. The theme song of this season is The Beginning by Lost European. You can download it for free at freemusicpublicdomain.com. The original music in the recap is Life and Times by Chad Crouch, and you can find his music at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash Chad underscore Crouch. All other music used in this podcast was provided by George Riggs. You can find all of his music on YouTube under the name Citizen X. Spelled C1TZN dot X. Thanks for listening along, guys. We really appreciate each and every one of you, and I hope you really did enjoy this. Take care. The end of the